0: Hello Internet! This is Walter Sadies Fedchuk, welcoming you to the very first episode of the 2017 European Spring Split Guess the Lines Podcast, presented by the Rough Draft Podcast. I'm so excited because what this means is that we are only a few short days away from actual professional competitive League of Legends. I'm excited. I know my buddy up here is excited. Chase, red shirt, King Wassenaar, my good friend and
1: co-host. How are you doing today, buddy? I I see you have your Falcons jersey on with pride. Oh, man. I'm having the best time right now. My Falcons pulled it out this weekend. I'm wearing the lucky jersey. I'm not sure when I'm going to take it off. Maybe I never will. I don't know. Right now, we just have to ride the wave there. (laughs) And I have to ride the wave with this European split, man. I'm so excited You know, to finally have games rather than just theory crafting based off of paper and what may happen, what may not happen. Now we get to see what's actually happening and make critical analysis based on things that exist in real life. So this is very fun. This is the time of the year that I am the most excited about because anything is possible uh, until next week when it totally isn't. So see, uh, let's see what if, happens. If you're a true masochist like myself, you would have just spent the last
0: week uh, watching the European uh, Challenger Series qualifiers. Where um, We saw some very, very interesting compositions on the last couple of days when teams were already knocked out. Yeah, I'm ready for real professional League of Legends. I'm also ready for these Guest Lines episode. Uh, for those of you that have joined us because of our team-by-team team previews, welcome. These are our staple shows during the Uh, majority of the regular season and uh, we center it around gambling chase how does gambling work
1: Yeah, well, well, two things I want to hit right away. The way this podcast works is we are going to go through every game of the week. Some games we'll spend more time on than others. That's the big change from last split. Instead of focusing on every game, we'll have a few games of the week that we feel are really worth going in-depth into, and we'll kind of breeze through the rest. We'll go through every game a little bit, though, and give our predictions as to what the casinos are saying and Try to see which one of us is closest to the pin. We have a mini contest between the two of us. It's not a mini contest; it's a full-on contest at this point. We go all out to compete uh, to see which one of there's us.
0: There's some there's some big
1: bragging rights among us about who is uh, who's the winner. I, I believe I won uh,
0: worlds. Yes, I believe you're you're, I, you're I won the current belts, rating so champ, I'm the current champion.
1: Yes, yeah. and uh, to get a title belt. And and of course, you're probably wondering, well, how do we get to these lines in the first place? Well. The way casinos work is they use a plus-minus system. That's the easiest way to explain it to you lovely listeners. At American own. odds. What that means is that in, uh, if you see a minus bet, that is the number of dollars you would have to bet. Or whatever currency that is regionally applicable to you. That's the number of currency you would need to bet in order to win $100 off of your bet. This is what happens if you bet on the favorite. The idea is that you bet a certain amount of money, you get a hundred back. That's awesome. Um, if it was minus one seventy-five, for instance, you'd bet one hundred seventy-five dollars. You'd get two hundred seventy-five if you won the bet. Uh, if you lost the bet, obviously you lose the bet. Um, if you bet on the underdog, those usually have plus odds, which is to say that if you bet a hundred dollars, that's how much you would win. So plus one seventy-five means that if you bet a hundred dollars, you would win two hundred seventy-five back. Um, because you picked the underdog and happened to be right. So we're going to talk about these because, A, it's a f- great way to get a pulse of what the average person thinks. Because the gambling lines are going to be decided by the statistical algorithms in play and then heavily shaped by where the action is. Uh, where What people are predicting is going to happen and what the public as a whole thinks are are the trends that matter so it's a great way to ground it in what the average person thinks rather than just getting caught up in what we think and it is a great way to see just how much people think one team is favored over the other it's very easy to say for example for game one that h2k is probably going to beat origin but how likely are they going to beat origin you know what are the what is the scale that we're talking about here compared to other favorites for this week? That's why we put them in these gambling lines, and also it's just really fun. I love playing along and putting my expertise to the test. And you know, I, I if only there was a sponsor, say one related to a mythical beast that people could go to and exactly. enjoy and put their own gaming on the line because. It's really fun to test your analysis and see if you can get those sweet, sweet unicorns. Uh, exactly. We, we
0: use our good friends at Unicorn.com. They're where we've been getting our odds since the advent of this episode, uh, this series, basically two years ago. Uh, they are our title sponsor. That's where I personally go to gamble, um, and uh, I enjoy it. It is fun and when we came up with this idea, they were totally on board with it. They've sponsored the, the contest in the past, uh, and they've become a, a big key sponsor for us over the total of it. So all of our lines we're going to get from Unicorn.com, they use a decimal system, which is more popular in Europe. We translate everything to U.S. odds, which is that plus-minus system just because it's easier for us because we're both Americans, and we make everyone else do the things the American way. So... Uh, But yeah, decimal odds are on the site. It's very easy to find converters, too, if you get confused. Or if you just simply, like, click on whatever bet you want to use and you go to what your bet slip is, it'll tell you, you know, you can put in 50 Unicoins. It'll tell you how much you earn. So it's really, really easy, simple. And the first thing that we're going to do with our friends at Unicorn here is they've got some futures for us. Now, futures are things that you can gamble on now that you won't get results for until later on. So in this case it's the winner of the European LCS, what teams are going to make the playoffs and what teams are going to win each of the individual groups in the European LCS. Oh boy. And Chase. Oh boy. We're going to go ahead and start with who's going to win the European LCS. Uh, Chase and I already did our predictions for Europe. You guys can just check them out either on the SoundCloud or on the YouTube. Go back a video or two, and you'll find it there.
1: We already made all maybe of them. Maybe there's our- an annotation right here where I'm pointing with maybe, my, maybe, my glorious thumbs.
0: Maybe maybe I'll do that. Um, <laughs> so, Chase, who do you think the favorite is? And give me sort of a guess what you think the, the odds
1: are for it. Well, G2 has to be the favorite because you they are won cut. the last two splits. That That is just guaranteed. I think that it's closer than... It, you know it was last split, I think last split they had minus odds to start. I don't think they do this split. You would be correct, I think it's gonna be plus one fifty little bit uh a little bit higher than that. It's plus one seventy five okay that's that's so very li- a reasonable. little
0: a little less likely than that um so but yes, they are the favorites according to the sports book um. Kick another team. What? What? You know who? Who do you think is interesting? Who else do you think might potentially surprise and actually win the split this year?
1: Hmm. Well, that makes me think that Splice is not the second most favorite team.
0: Well, Splice is.
1: Oh, they are. Okay. Splice is the second
0: favorite team. Uh,
1: they're at plus four
0: sixty, meaning a hundred dollar bet today. If they win, lead you. Uh, you gain four hundred and sixty dollars, so you would earn a total of five hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, I don't mind that. That's actually like. Yeah, That's pretty, pretty I think reasonable.
1: If you uh, if you convert it to percentages, that means that the casinos are saying that Splice wins about 17% of the time? I think that's totally unrealistic. Uh, I think if you play 100 times, Splice does win 17 of them. Actually, I think they win more than 17 of them. I think there's value in that bet. I think there's more value in, in a slightly different bet. We have
0: our friends. The team that we have both as the third best team... Potentially at the end of the season, the Unicorns of Love, they are not third on this list. They are tied for fourth. Okay. Misfits. What? Plus 750. What? Giving them about 11, 12% odds to win. I think that is a a great, great value bet, in all honesty. I think the team does have a, a pretty solid chance. Of winning the European Spring Split, I know you're incredulous that Misfits are that high.
1: Yeah, what? I'm just I, wait, who is the who's putting down all this money and saying, "Oh yeah, Misfits in a rookie split, they got this." Isn't hey. this is not the same EULCS that G Two Esports walked into, and it's not like they have a whole bunch. Of, I mean, I guess you say Power of Evil and Cacao count as veterans, but man, compared to you know. I well, I don't know. I guess if you look at it that way, like Kickus was a veteran, but he was changing positions. Trick was a veteran, but he hadn't been great on CJ. Antis. I don't know. I it just seems weird to me. I I don't like that. I feel like that's way too high for Misfits. Um, but plus seven fifty, I like that for Unicorns of Love as well. I love I, that for Unicorns of Love. I think that they're they are very much a uh, part of the pun, a dark horse here. Uh, I really enjoy the roster they've built, the system that they've built over there. Sheepy really understands how to get players to buy into what they're building. And as we talked about uh, with Marty, if you guys checked out that interview, uh, you you can see for yourselves, Like that is something that really does matter when it comes down to, to pulling this off for a whole split. So I love the Unicorns of Love bet. For the love of God, plus 750 for Misfits is no value. Even if you're a Misfits fan, I can't imagine that being enough value yeah. on that that should be at least plus a thousand that's crazy so vitality is at plus one thousand
0: to give you sort of a, a similar look uh okay. chase your boy is at team rocket are at plus five thousand and for all you orient believers at home you guys are at plus eight thousand we're gonna move on to the group a winner and if g2 are the favorites to win the european lcs i wonder who the favorites are to win group a <laughs> the group that g2 are in Chase, would you like to hazard a guess? Wink, wink.
1: G two minus two hundred.
0: You are slightly high on that. It's actually G two minus one eighty two. That's not that high.
1: That was a cl- it, that was a it's, good it's, guess.
0: It's pretty close, and I think some of it is just because uh, you your thoughts on misfit are are so you think they should be. Uh, have greater odds, uh, like a worse chance of winning the European LCS. Uh, if I get within
1: twenty on a future, I'm going to take that as I, a victory, my friend. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Uh,
0: Misfits are second here, uh, potentially to win this group. They're at plus three fifty.
1: Give me the Fnatic uh, odds. Plus four hundred. Okay, I would like to remind everyone that Fnatic is still Fnatic. Yes. And Fnatic. I mean, uh, if you're G Two Esports, right? Like, do you care about the regular season as much now? Because you've proven you can beat anybody in the playoffs. I mean, obviously it's nice to be the one seed, but I don't feel like G2 need it. And I'm not sure they're going to be as hungry for it as Fnatic, who is absolutely tired of not uh, of seeing themselves on the outside looking in when it comes to the, uh, the Worlds kind of talk. I, I, I think Fnatic takes it very personally when they're not one of the three European teams going to Worlds. I would I definitely like say
0: value-wise that Fnatic has some really great value here yeah. for that. I think they're more likely than Misfits to win this group if, if it isn't G two. And with G two being the favorite so heavily at minus eighty two, that there's no value on that bet. You have to yeah. bet one hundred eighty two dollars to make back a hundred. Where if I bet a hundred dollars on Fnatic, I'll make four hundred back for a total of five hundred. Like I'll make way more profit, you know, gambling on Fnatic in that regard. Um, just like uh, Trump, the Hearthstone player, we're all about value here. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely value town. Uh, again, just for you, my good friend, Chase Rockat plus three uh,
1: thousand three hundred, plus thirty three hundred. That might be worth taking a look at. No, as I, your friend, I say no.
0: I look. Stop. I'm not. Look. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Chase! <laughs> stop it! There's Fnatic and G two in this group. Stop it. That is to win the group. That's okay. That's, stop a point.
1: that's a good we'll point. We'll get to
0: them making the playoffs a little way uh, in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah group B fair. winner, <laughs> Chase, would you like to hazard a guess who the favorite is in this group uh, and what the odds are on
1: it? It's going to be splice, but I think it's plus odds. I think plus 140?
0: It is plus 175. Okay. This is a much, much closer group. Uh, you have three teams within about 200 points up at the top. H2K is at plus 200. And unicorns are love at plus 350 vitality are at plus 400 so fairly clustered uh, among the upper four teams that who could potentially win this group
1: I am surprised that Vitality is getting as much love as they are I understand that Steelback's a great signing I love Steelback as much as anybody. Uh, I really hated having vitality outside of the playoffs when I did my predictions but higher than the, like the unicorns of love are getting a ton of value on this bet. But
0: again, massive value on Unicorns of Love. I would agree. Yeah.
1: I, I think that this is the time, like, if, if you're going to learn anything from the future section of this podcast, it seems like the average fan is really underestimating what Xerxie uh, can really bring to this team. And uh, if you believe in the exile breakout split potential that we've talked about on this pod before, that's valuable. I don't think there's enough value on Vitality there. You could talk me into H2K Gaming, um... Just because there are enough guys, Yankos can make big plays. Biven, if he gets back to his fanatic form, can make big plays. I find some value there if you're, if you're on that bandwagon. I do not like the vitality bet. That is too low of odds for what that team looks like in, in the group that they're playing against. That's totally fair. Let's stick with Group B. Actually, and we'll talk about
0: some playoff odds. Okay. Now Chase, I told you this in the pre-call. theres only one team that has plus odds. To make the playoffs, and that is Orion. Yeah, Orion is at plus twelve hundred to make the playoffs. Whoa, plus twelve hundred.
1: Oh, oh Orion. I'm so- look, Orion fans. I I want you to know, we said a lot of mean things about you guys in the team by team preview, but plus twelve hundred to make the playoffs is way meaner than anything we ever said. That is such. That is so disrespectful. You have five teams in a group. All it's, you have to do is be one of the three best ones. And they're saying that happens less than 5%. Actually, it's even lower than that. Plus 1250 is like... Okay, I'm going to... You know, I apologize to the people listening on audio. It is 7%. They think they only make the playoffs seven times out of 100? I'm not sure they make it
0: that many times. In all honesty. I guess but that's we fair. like I will say we haven't seen them play yet, so they could come out and surprise... Yeah. Um, if you're truly, if you think they're going to make the playoffs, like,
1: by all means, like, that's a ton, a ton of value. Yeah. Anyone who's tired of analysts just crapping all over Origin, that this is the bet for you. That's because the safest thing you can go on that would be pro Origin. And there's if no right, other value
0: in Group B making the playoffs. Uh, uh, to put it this way, Vitality is at minus 143. Remember, only three teams out of this group. Uh, you know, will make it to the playoffs. Vitality is the fourth worst according to the odds, and they're at minus odds. Unicorns of Love are at minus two hundred. Um, this might be a good teaser if you think Unicorns of Love are going to win. Maybe add a little bit of extra value to that bet. H uh, two K are the second, you know, second likeliest to win according to the uh, according to the casino. They're at minus one thousand four hundred twenty nine. odds to make the playoffs okay so
1: yeah there's no value in this group
0: in all honesty unless you truly think that orient is going to make the playoffs
1: h2k fans are coming out for their team good for them i uh i'm surprised there that vitality was less likely to make the playoffs than unicorns of love but more likely to win the group than unicorns of love oh they are unicorns of love were at 350 vitality was 400 oh i had those floats in my head for some reason Never mind. Okay. okay, continue forward, good sir. All good. Under Group A, uh, again, the top three teams are listed. They all have negative odds.
0: There's no real value in any of that. So we are going to look at the other two teams. Uh, Giants are at plus two hundred to make the playoffs. And Rocket are at plus eight hundred. Oh come on!
1: Really? Really? Th- this is
0: this is where I'll let Rocket, you know, chase Rocket fanboy come out a little. You
1: yeah. There's potentially There's this, some value in this either. This is a playoff. Uh, this could be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I think the rebuilding process takes time. And as a Rocket fan, I you know slow and steady wins the race. I think this team's going to be more interesting in the summer split. But all you have to do, like if Kakao is as bad as as I fear he might be, and if people figure out Hans, Sama and Alfari after they get some more film of these guys when they're playing week in and week out, and teams can really practice and try to aim to beat them, I uh, I think that this is totally in play. I think plus 800 is not crazy. I certainly like them more than I like Giants roster. I think that, you know, for Rockat all you need is for Faxi to be, you know, as good as they seem to think he is whenever they try to defend their roster, which, let's face it, I don't like when any press team has to come out and defend their roster publicly either. That's a terrible <laughs> message to send. But at the same time... There is a lot of upside to Maxlor. There is a veteran presence in Yarnin. And Wadid and Faxi, if Rocket's right this time, they're obviously Parang and Rays didn't work out. But if this time happens to be the right pieces, this is a playoff team. You know, I, plus You 800, I think, is, is way too nice of odds for just making the playoffs. Sneaking in as the three-seed in Group A is not... That, that, is, uh, that is possible enough. I'll take plus 800 any day of the week. Totally fair.
0: I would agree with you. Um, if you did want some sort of value, it would be out of Group A. I think either Giants or Rockout are fine because they are positive odds, and they only have to be better than you know Misfits or Fnatic. So yeah. there is a chance, probably a better chance than Orion over uh, in Group B.
1: Yeah, take flyers on both of them. All you need is one of the three teams above them to collapse, and two of them are very much in play.
0: Absolutely. Well, now that all the futures are out of the way... We actually get to the good stuff, Chase. Welcome to the very first week of our Guess the Lines challenge. Are you ready, good sir?
1: I am. I'm nervous. I'm not used to being on the other end of this. Last year, I uh, I did most of the hosting uh, jobs when we did these kinds of episodes. So I'm usually the one who's already seen the lines and I know how this goes. And I'm I've already allowed myself to to get angry or excited, depending on how things went. Now I have no idea. I have never seen these lines. Walter is the the keeper of all knowledge here. So, let's see. Let's see if, uh, let's see how this goes. I'm curious to see where uh, the the casinos are landing on these. Alright, the very first
0: game, starting on Thursday, January 19th, Orien versus H2K Gaming. Chase, your initial thoughts when you see this lineup, what do you think? Who
1: do you think the favorite is? Give us a couple quick hits. I mean, I think the favorite is pretty clear. I think that Origin looks like a dumpster fire. I don't like any of the moves they made this offseason, and I know that, you know, Origin fans are tired of hearing people say that, and I'm also tired of saying it. So hopefully they prove me wrong. I, like I've always said, it is much more fun as a and as an analyst when everyone is doing good because it means that I'm watching more quality League of Legends games. But right now, I see a team with uh, a couple All-Pro players, or at least previously All-Pro players if they weren't All-Pro's last split specifically, and I see a, an 0-17 LSPL mid laner. I see Tabs and Hevo, which could be the worst bot lane in the league. None of that makes me feel good about Origin coming into this. So I had the line at minus 400 for H2K. I think this is a blowout. You're going to win this. Okay. I
0: had it at H2K minus 200. It is, in fact, H2K minus 770. Minus
1: 770. (laughs) There you go. The casinos aren't holding back.
0: Yeah. Nope, And to be fair, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Orion. We haven't seen this roster play before, so yeah, there's a chance they come out and surprise us. Uh, but Odoamne and Fabivan have played together in the past on H2K, back when they were Cloud9 Eclipse, and they qualified for the LCS. And then Fabivan jumped ship for uh, Fnatic. Yonkos is still one of the best junglers in in Europe. Um, I think this is a good start for H2K, because it will give them a bit of a stepping stone for this bot lane to get acclimated uh, with playing with the rest of the roster, they don't start out with a super difficult matchup, you know, against like G2 and Sven and Mithy or anything like that. Um, so overall, I have to agree. H2K are, are favorites.
1: What's the Origin line, just so we get the. For those people at home who think that Origin is much better than anyone's giving them credit for, you know, all three of those fans really Orion need to understand. is at plus 450, <laughs> plus 18%
0: 450. chance to win. Yeah, uh, that's not enough. And this is a best of three. This is they have to win two out of three games against H2K. I hate Let's be very clear. We're, we're guessing, and the lines are based on
1: the match winner. I uh, I hate to make you do more work. What's the odds that H2K gets a 2-0? What's the handicap? Do they give any value here? Just give. tell me if it's a plus odd. If it's not, then we don't have to worry It, about is, it. Not. Okay, it is not. Okay, then we'll fun. move on. I it don't is, think it's no, going to be close really enough. Uh, what's next? All right, so
0: the very next game, I think this is going to be one of the better matchups. I feel like every day there's one really solid matchup, and then the other one's kind of mediocre. So on Thursday, we have G2 versus Fnatic. Chase, when you look at the changes that Fnatic made, do you feel like they were in a positive direction and moving the organization to competing against G2 for a title?
1: Yeah, I think you have to assume, especially the way the Fnatic collapsed last split, that this is their move back to relevance. And it's one of those things where, you know, obviously it hurts to lose Daylor. He was a coach that did so much for that team, both on and off the rift, uh, very much a, a big part in what made them successful. It's not always going to, um, you know, pay off, obviously. Uh it's, you know, you're going to see, you know, whether they are able to readjust, whether there's enough stability within the organization, whether mm-hmm. just moving Nico the Pico up the ladder is enough to uh, maintain stability in the system. That has yet to be proven. But as far as the individual players go, I don't think that there's anyone on that Fnatic team that was irreplaceable from last split. I certainly think that Soaz has I- higher upside than we saw from uh, any of the guys we saw in the top lane for Fnatic last split. Um, I just, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, the the one that really worries me is Jezus. That's the one that still stands out as the roster move I cannot explain. And, you know, I'm sure that he is a veteran presence, that he, you know, as an analyst, he should understand the ins and outs of the metagame, so he might be a great shot-calling presence for them. But that is the one position where you look at and say, maybe they took a step back, but look at where uh, Yellow Star's career was going. So overall, I th- I think that these were good moves. I'm just not sure they're moves that are going to pay off right away. I think Nico the Pico is going to have to find a way to make the system his own. I think that some of these players are going to, you know, Caps and Jezzes in particular are going to take some time to adjust to their new roles and... Amazing's got to prove he can do it week in and week out, because uh, as much as people would sometimes get mad at, at Spirits off games, it's completely different than having a guy like Amazing who just looked completely lost on Origin last split. Basically every game.
0: I would say that this is the opposite for H2K, uh, for Fnatic. They are, have a very, very tough challenge, especially with their younger players and caps. Uh, and while Jez does have LCS experience, he is in a new role. He's only played you know three or four games professionally at that role, as you were so willing to point out. He played at an IEM event for Dignitas as, a, as an emergency substitute. So putting them against arguably Perks is one of the best mid-laners in Europe, putting him against mythy who is the best support in Europe, let's not pull punches, uh, is really going to be a tough task for Fnatic right out the bat. I, I don't see them necessarily winning this series. I can see them winning a game uh, and making this go to the full three games. Um, but Chase, what do you want to see out of G2? Very first game, very first moments, what do you want to see out of them to further solidify that they are, in fact,
1: you know, the kings of Europe at this moment? I want to see a Perk statement game. And it doesn't have to be the entire series. I just want one game where he looks at this guy, Caps, and says, you know what, Caps? You're 17 years old. You're a rookie. You have a whole bunch of raw talent. But I've been here before. I know what it's like to be on this LCS stage. I am tired of people making jokes about how I performed internationally. Time to style, on the kid. That This is a, a, a matchup in which Perk should be able to show exactly why he is Uh, a a player that should be regarded as one of the best mid laners in Europe. This is the perfect opportunity. You're never going to have, you know, you're not going to be able to play week in and week out, you know, easy mid-laners in this league. Europe is known for having constantly new, talented mid-laners. That's just what they do. And you look at guys like Knight, Forbivin, Exile, Betsy, Senkux. There's a lot of competition that he's going to go into, and he's going to have to prove that he can continue that success that he's had regionally. But at the end of the day, when you're going up against a rookie, I shouldn't have to question whether or not you can win that matchup. He should be able to really make a statement here. And if he does win the mid lane, then suddenly G2 should have the bot lane free to go. Uh, and it will all come down to, I guess, fanatic hopes that Soaz gets going. But it does come down to that mid lane matchup. And if Perks loses the mid lane matchup, then suddenly we have some questions about some of the other teams in this group and what he's going to be able to do against them. It it gets interesting. I, I, I believe that Perks is, is going to be the guy that we've seen in regional play. Uh but you gotta do it against a rookie like this. And who knows, this could be a, a, a caps, uh I am on the LCS stage and you cannot ignore me anymore game as well. There's potential for both, so I'm gonna be excited basically no the, matter what. The happens. famous caps death note is He's secretly writing
0: Perks' name and Perks <laughs> doesn't make it to the stage. There's absolutely a chance for that. And I do agree, this has to be a Perks statement game. The last time we saw him, I, I think this has to be a G2 statement series as a whole because the last time we saw them, they were so pitiful. Mm-hmm. On the world stage, they were completely pitiful. It was very hard to watch them. And granted, the game that they did win against Elvis Knox. Albus Knox was playing way more standard than what he had seen out of them in the entire group stage, which I think harmed them more. It really kind of played into what G2 wanted out of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we call them the kings of Europe because they have dominated Europe so thoroughly over the past year. They came out of the challenger seed, immediately crushed it, took the number one seed, beat Orion, which included two of the players that they're going to be playing against on day one. Then through split two, again, crushed it destroyed Europe. No one really stood up you know, stood up to them. They didn't lose a series. They tied only a few games, each, you know, only a few matches even, uh, and then cruised their way through the playoffs again to Worlds. They need another statement to say, everyone made changes below us except Splice, but no one got closer. And I think that is a perfect moment against Fnatic, who is this long-withstanding org who made a bunch of changes purely for the, we used to be the kings of Europe, we want our crown back, we're going to bring back two guys that, you know, have been at the top before and that have helped us get there before. Uh, so this matchup would be very, very intriguing. and should set the tone for both of these teams uh, going into the rest of the split. Chase, Yes, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, where did you put the line?
1: Uh, well, I looked at it. I said that, you know, obviously Fnatic is a well-beloved team, so there's going to be some action on that side. I do think G2 should be the favorites until proven otherwise in just about every series they're going to play. Uh, I had it as G two minus two twenty. You
0: are going to win this again. Nice. I I
1: had G two at at minus one
0: forty uh, one seventy five. It is G two at minus three thirty three. So so three. that gives
1: what odds for Fnatic? Uh, minus two or plus two forty. Plus two forty. I plus might want to return to that for a smart money bet. I don't think, I think Fnatic really wants to make a statement early. This is a, an organization that has prided itself on being successful in every game that it plays. I think, as an organization, they've really had some uh, setbacks, I would say, in some of their other teams. And it just puts uh, a lot of pressure, I would say, on this Fnatic team to really perform. And I I might. I, I, I might want to come back to that. I just I feel like maybe SOAS can do some things against expect, and Caps could be a very special talent. So let's see what the other value is before I, I lock that one in. But, Definitely, I, I do. I do think there
0: could be some value there. I think there are a couple other value games that are a little bit uh, a little bit better. We're gonna move on to our third game. This is the first game on Friday. The new look. I love this red logo that they have ever since they. Uh, they added uh, M- uh, Miami Heat as one of their like primary uh, business partners. Yeah, the Misfits. Mm. Th- this logo is just so good now. Like the yellow logo was kind of cool. This is even better with all the red. And they'll be going up against Giants Gaming. Chase, when you when you took a look at this series, what was the biggest thing that stood out to you in terms of a difference maker?
1: Well. Honestly, the biggest thing that stood out to me about Misfits in the last week is the AMA they did on Reddit where they said, uh, we are Misfits and we think you are too. Come join us. I was like, you know what? Awesome. (laughs) Keep getting the media presence going. I I love what this team is doing as far as the uh, confidence that they're displaying and the brand that they seem to be building for themselves. It very much reminds me of all the things I used to love about the old Renegades team. And I wish I was as excited about Misfits as I was about the Renegades team. I think that this team is actually better on paper than that old Renegades team was. I I just, I don't see necessarily, um, I, I think their paths are going to be very different. Uh, But luckily, if they're going to start with anybody, uh, Giants Gaming is a great team to play in your first best of three at this kind of level. I think that Giants, at the very least, uh, this AD carry swap was last minute uh, and something that they pulled more out of desperation because the upset uh, situation did not work out. I think that that's going to take time. And, you know, if you're Han Sama, you're a rookie into the LCS and the first lane you get to go against is HeQ and Hustlin'. I'm okay with that. I think that works out well for me. Uh, And if Cacao was ever going to get a chance to warm up, Memento is probably a great guy to do it against because Memento is not the guy that's going to be putting a ton of pressure on you and Cacao can just power farm the way that he likes to do nowadays, which is a weird thing to say, but welcome to Chinese Cacao, everybody. I hope you're going to enjoy the ride. Uh, Giants... Knight has a chance to make a big statement here. I would love to see it. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I just think the pieces around him are too easily targeted by how Misfits likes to play. I would agree. I've been, like I
0: said earlier, I've been watching the European uh, Challenger Series qualifiers. I've seen a bunch of memento and HQ throughout them. They haven't looked particularly impressive Um, they've they've looked okay for challenger-level players, but they don't look like they're going to set the world on fire when they do get onto the LCS stage. Them also playing in the challenger qualifiers means that they've taken some time away from Giants in terms of scrimming. They've been scrimming with these challenger teams and playing with them for the past week. So I don't know if Giants will be as prepared as Misfits will be for them. And remember, this is a best-of-three series, and Knight really struggled when you got into the best-of series. They, you know you could expect him to go off one game, maybe two, but during the regular season, it was very unlikely he went off in both games. They didn't lead to a ton of wins uh, for Giants Gaming. So uh, I think that this bodes well for Misfits in their very first step onto the LCS stage.
1: Chase, where did you put the line? Uh, I said minus 200. This feels like Misfits are favorites. Uh, they should be clear favorites, in my opinion, but I think they're still a young team. And we shouldn't be throwing too many extra points their way until they've proven they could do it on an LCS stage. Well, here's the thing: we
0: have our first tie. Of hey.
1: the year. I also
0: said Misfits minus 200. It is Misfits minus 323. Uh, no love for Giants, as we saw in the futures. Not very,
1: you know, they don't think very highly of them uh,
0: in terms of the sports book. So uh, strong favorites for Misfits.
1: So that means Giants are what plus 230.
0: Uh, Yes, you are correct. They are plus 230.
1: That's another one we might come back to. Knight only has to go off twice, and I'm not convinced by Power of Evil. That's in play. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like looking at value here, because we're certainly not going to get any with Origin. Um, I'm not willing to go that far for value. Um, That Giants game looks, I, I think that's in play. I'm not saying it's like it's my prediction. I'm just saying it's enough in play where the value might make it make sense. But let's uh, let's keep we're, going. Yeah, we're gonna move on to a game that I think has a little bit more value when we do end up getting to the line. And the again, oh no.
0: it's it's there's two there's there's six games. Three of the games look very very intriguing in terms of the matchup. And it actually is the second game of every single day. So we're gonna move to unicorns of love against team vitality chase.
1: Who do we think is going to be the starting jungler for Vitality on day one? Man, you're scaring me with that comment you made about the gambling line. I have no idea who the j- starting jungler is going to be <laughs> for Vitality. This is the thing. Every time I think about Vitality, I get more and more nervous. You know, I, I originally I thought they were going to be a playoff team. That's what I said when we did the team by team preview. And then I backed up on that when we did our predictions, and I just the more I think about it. You know, I we've seen time and time again, rosters that like to shift around players have struggled at the professional level. Longju did a, uh, a very poor job of it back when they were trying to do a 10-man roster in the LCK. Uh, Apex was originally supposed to do a 10-man roster. Look how well that worked out. Uh, I don't like the fact that every other team in the LCS, we know who their five guys are going to be, and I do not know what Vitality's five guys are going to be week in and week out, I'm not even sure they're going to have the same jungler throughout the entire series. If they lose game one, it's possible that they panic and go to another guy, and it's possible that they go to another guy no matter what, because the only way to figure out what jungler you really want to stick with is to see what they do when the pressure's on, because scrims are very different from playing in professional games. So I guess if you're Vitality, you pick your jungler based on what you want to attack from the unicorns of love samix is the obvious target i would look at steelback is an amazing eighty carry he was one of the few bright spots for that rocket team last split and the uh the stats that he was putting up despite how the number of losses that that team had is absolutely bonkers you never see a team with that many losses just because of the way that losses naturally shift things like kda uh, you never see a player put up as good as stats as he did on that team and in the meantime, Samix is very unproven; He's been around in the Challenger scene for a while. Giants gaming had him desperately needed an a d carry and either chose not to sign him or uh or just you know didn't uh hang on to whatever rights they had to him um I don't know what that means for the unicorns of love. I just i'm guessing that would be. The one thing I would target, because I certainly wouldn't want to target Vizicachi, and I think that Exile is uh, scarier than what Samix is going to do right now. The problem I have is that I think the Unicorns of Love are going to be able to outplay whatever jungler they have, because they have Xerxes. And Xerxes and Caps are guys that, the more film I watch, the more excited I get for this team. They're just fun, man. They know how to make plays. They, you know, they've played at the Turkish professional level, so it's not like they've never been on a big stage before. This could be a Xerxes breakout series, especially as Vitality is still seemingly scrambling to find an identity. I'm very curious to see what Vitality ends up doing. I'm even more curious to see if the Unicorns of Love can make as big of a statement as we expect that they will based on what we predicted this, uh, so far. See, I'm
0: normally very wary when you pair two uh, young players, especially in key positions such as mid and jungle, um, where there needs to be a lot of synergy. But because they are so uh, so reliant on each other, as we've seen, uh, we saw through worlds when Bjergsen and, and Svensker were you know tag teaming. We've just seen over the course of League of Legends history, mid and jungle tend to at some point throughout a meta of a season, tend to be buddy-buddy. And I think this is actually a boon for the Unicorns Love, and because of Vitality's tenuous jungler situation it is something that's lacking on that team. Uh, That Since they're both young, they get to learn each other's tendencies as they go along. There's going to be some growing pains, especially, I think, against better junglers, but that's not something you have to worry about with Vitality. Joko and GBM, one is a converted mid laner, one has had a few moments where he's appeared on the LCS stage, and definitely in the Challenger Series, but hasn't set the world on fire and hadn't necessarily earned a job anywhere else. Joko played some games for the Unicorns of Love when they were going through all their different junglers. He didn't stick. He didn't stick with Millennium. They decided they wanted to change their entire roster around. So um, I think this is a great first test to watch the Xerxie and the uh, Exile you know, synergy and strategy and how they want to play kind of well up, kind of grow. And you always have... Visit Chachi and Hillis on two great shot callers, two steadying veteran presences to help, you know, steer them the right way. At the end of the day, where's the line, Chase?
1: I wrestled with this one more than I wrestled with any other line. I feel like Unicorns of Love should be the favorites just because we saw what they were able to do towards the end of last split. They were a playoff team. Vitality was not. Um, when when regionals rolled around, Unicorns of Love Almost got to Worlds. Vitality was nowhere close. Uh, to me, I think this is a, this is still a close series just because of the way that Vitality uh, improved talent-wise over the offseason. So I had Unicorns of Love as slight favorites at minus 150.
0: Oh, they are slight favorites, but even
1: slighter than that, Chase. I have Unicorns of
0: Love at minus 135. It is Unicorns of Love at minus 125. Okay. This... this This screams value to me because people at home, value does not always have to necessarily mean positive. You don't always have to make a ton of money off of it. When I look at this series, I think this is, You know, pretty certain Unicorns of Love are going to win this series through everything that we've seen in the offseason, through the fact that Vitality are struggling so much with this jungle position, the fact that even though Spielbeck is as good as he is, he's again trying to play with a new support. We have all of these kind of messy things happening inside of Vitality that I look at Unicorn of Love very strongly. And at minus 125, sure, you have to gamble 125 to make 100, but that's about as close to dead even as you can get without it actually being
1: dead even. Yeah. So to me, this is a major value bet. To, to, to put it in layman's terms, um, this is basically saying for every dollar that you bet, you win 80 cents back, which is a great deal for a favorite that in my opinion should be favored more than this. I moved the line down because I figured the Vitality fans, fans of Steelback, people who, uh, you know, every year we, we start, you know, disassociating ourselves from how Unicorns of Love did last split, and people get, you know, riled up and chaos style and all of those, you know, those kind of jokes we make about the Unicorns of Love. I think that this is a, a great value pick. I'm willing to lock it in as a smart money bet now, Walter. I I would say go for the Unicorns of Love. And we'll
0: come back to all of our smart money bets at the end and sort of explain uh, how those work.
1: Just what's the line yeah. for Vitality fans, just so they understand? It's minus 105. Minus 105? Okay, so it's yep. not even plus odds. No. So absolutely no value. If you believe this game is going to be closer than we do, I would be more likely to recommend a stay away than for you to go to Vitality. That minus 105 gets nothing. I'm better. telling you, bet on bet Unicorns of Love. I mean, that, yeah, that's what tell I mean, we're, we're telling you. I'm, I'm just trying to account. I felt like last year we didn't do a good enough job of letting people who disagreed with us understand how they should do things. We're telling you guys, we think the Unicorns of Love are going to be amazing uh, for all of the reasons we've listed. I think Xerxes is going to be just a revelation in the jungle for them. And I love the pieces that they held on to. I just want you know we think you guys should buy in, but if you you disagree with us, you know, try to time to try to prove us wrong on unicorn. I'd love to see it.
0: Speaking of games to stay away from,
1: oh Chase,
0: oh boy, finally get a Rocket game. Oh boy, get a game at some point uh, during this week. It is Rocket versus G two Chase. How 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 would Rocket win the series if they stood even the slimmest of slimmest chances to? Um, Is there a path to victory at
1: all? One game, one out of three. What do they do to win one game out of three? Oh, to win one game. Okay. Yeah. Well, the path to win one game. Um, first of all, you need to hit Sven on the head with a heavy object. You got to start there. <laughs> that would really help a lot. Maybe not not enough to hurt him, but like enough where he's like a little dizzy, just a little out of it. Like I want him to be okay. I just want him to not be able to pick on Wadded in his first uh, LCS appearance. I, you know, honestly, I, I've heard some great things as far as scrim results go. I refuse to buy into scrim results as a factor of, you know, what eventually proves itself on the big stage. I coached a team that did really well in scrim results. I'm here for a reason. Uh, it's, it, it just is what it is. I, you know, it's it's a very different environment, and I think that it's going to take time for Rocket to get there. Now, this series... Six or seven weeks from now, I would feel much more confident about, you know, Rocket being able to steal some games. I do believe there's a lot of upside with Max Lore. I do believe that Faxi could be a solid player if if everything we're hearing about is solo key results and everything else transfer over. And Wadded, at the very least is more mechanically consistent than what we've seen from Rays when you look back over his film from the uh, the Korean challenger scene. So there are things that I like about this team. It's unfortunate but the things that I like are all things that I think G2 Esports just does better. I like Betsy, but I really like Perks. I like Hjarnin, but I really like Sven. And especially uh, Sven Mithy versus Hjarnin Wadded in their first ever uh, appearance as a bot lane together. I think this is going to be a 2-0. Sorry, Rocket. I, I love you guys. I will be rooting for you guys. Uh, I will be very clearly on your side but uh, because you're my favorite team, but I think that G2 has this one. Where do you think the line is? I said G2 minus 400. I don't think, uh, if anything, it should be higher. Yeah,
0: with this, you are going to win the week. Uh, I said G2 minus 250. For those of you who have never watched the show, I tend to have problems with super, super high lines. I don't go high enough. Chase didn't go high enough here either. It
1: is G two minus one thousand six hundred and sixty seven. Okay. Well, now no faith. First of all, uh, what's the underdog line for Rocket? Just so so I have it. Your underdog line for Rocket is plus seven hundred. Plus seven hundred. Okay. Uh, what's the uh the handicap for uh, Rocket to win a single game? What's the handicap plus one and the- a half handicap? To win a single
0: game. To win a of single
1: map. Plus match. 175. Okay. I I uh I, I, I'm I, interested in that one. Uh Not that. It's, it's gonna be a two-o. It's probably gonna be a two-o. It's a two-o. But at the same time, if Faxi is really good and expects, you know, he's struggled in the past. I can't talk myself into this, let's move yeah on. don't, don't, don't <laughs> and don't talk yourself into it I, I'm, not I'm sorry to myself no yeah. I'm going to take the the future bet with Rocket. that'll be my way of showing my fan love that's that go. seems fair. Let's move on to the last game of the week. yeah, the final game Uh-oh. only six games by the way, just like how do you feel about this scheduling because i don't I don't like this this whole six I, games in a week schedule I don't
0: either I Whatever, I I'm done trying to figure out how Riot schedules anything. Whatever. <laughs> but the sixth and final game of of week one in Europe is H2K versus Splice. Mm. I like this. This is a good game. This is probably yeah. the game of the week.
1: I would say so. I this think these the are the teams week. that should be the closest. Maybe Unicorns of Love versus Vitality. If you're someone who's uh who really likes the mid card events at a WWE pay per view. But this is the main event. I think that this is H2K. Obviously, tons of pressure uh, after making it to the semifinals of Worlds. Uh, I, you know, Yanko's played amazingly uh, in that particular, in in basically the entire year. To be to be fair to him, Uh, but especially in international performances, Uh, Oduamne finally performed well under pressure, which is quite exciting. Uh, And Nuclear Che, you know, say what you will about, uh, you know. The fact that they're two Koreans that I'm not sure how their styles are going to work together, but it is a a new bot lane, and they did need to move on. I think from, uh for given given that he doesn't seem very inclined to keep playing, Uh it's unfortunate that their opponent is Splice, a team that we really like. You know, we obviously we talked to Marty yesterday, and he spoke at length as to how uh, they've created a system over there that they think is going to work out for them in the long run. I believe in their system as much as as he does, just based off of what we saw in the summer split. It's clear that they're building something pretty special over there as a program. And everything that H2K does well, it seems like Splice should be able to to out-rotate and really take advantage of some of the macro things that it takes time to readjust to any time you make... Big roster changes it's going to take time for Yankos to get used to the fact that nuclear and chair are probably going to need more help than forgiven did because forgiven is a very self-reliant ad carry he'll make plays for himself and in causing obviously did a lot to uh, to set up plays on that end even if he has flaws in other parts of the Vander game. or Vander excuse me Vander oh God how that's a silly mistake on my end. Vander was amazing last split that's a hard uh, a, a hard shoe to fill. Uh, assuming you can get his name right, like like I just failed to do there. But yeah, no, I have a, a hard time seeing H2K putting it all together in week one, but certainly the talent is there, and it's going to be that classic matchup of talented guys on paper that are still trying to put it together with this new look roster versus the stable set of guys that uh, are are very young uh, but have gotten a full year under their belt within a system and are trying to enforce that with a, a macro play style that is very hard to keep up with. There's a reason they got second and in the EU lcs last split for for you know for a reason.
0: H two k constantly had problems with macro play throughout mm-hmm. the entire entirety of the the summer split, whether it was forgiven, whether it was freeze. They just didn't really know what to do after they fast pushed towers and uh and i think that's going to show i think splice does have a a massive advantage in the macro department they have exceptional shot calling they're really intelligent that like you said the system that yamato cannon has put in place uh just really really works and this is a really easy opening match for kabe this allows him and mickey to set the tone again for the rest of the split i have no faith in nuclear and shay i don't think that h2k are making the playoffs i don't think they're going to you know, stitch everything together in time. I don't have any faith in Fabivin. He's just shown to be disinterested, sort of. Um, and maybe that'll come back to bite me in the butt. Who knows? But I think in week one, Splice should be an overwhelming favorite to me. Um, really, it's sort of legacy in the fact that H2K made it to the semifinals at Worlds that I think are keeping this line as close as it is. Chase, when all is said and done, where do you think the line is on this?
1: Well, you know, I have the same reasoning you did, I think, that H2K getting the semifinals, despite the fact that no one tested that, that failing macro play, uh, you know, mostly they just were allowed to do whatever they, uh, they wanted in the early game, then stalled out atrociously, and then would try to meander their way into a late game victory, I don't think you could do that against Splice, I think Splice should be the favorite for that reason. But, you know, the natural talent and the potential for this roster, especially if a Bivin has a bounce-back split, and it wasn't like his numbers were that terrible on Fnatic. They weren't as amazing as they've been, but there were other problems with that Fnatic roster. I think a bounce-back is very possible, and that does keep the line down. I had it at splice minus 160.
0: You are too high. I'm too high. I'm too high. Okay. I said splice minus 135 because I expected everyone to sort of overreact on H2K and forget that Forgiven and Vander are not the bot lane on this roster. Yeah. It is splice minus 125.
1: Okay. 125. Which means minus 105 for H2K, right? Which means minus 105
0: for H2K. You still win the week, but to me, again, folks, you don't necessarily have to be up a ton of money
1: to make money and have value. I think splice here is a valuable bet. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I would usually wait for you to write down what our smart money bet's going to be for that, for a game. Uh, I had that, I wrote that down as soon as you said minus 125. That is just too nice of odds. I, I think that one thing that people fall into a trap of is looking at a roster on paper and thinking about what they're potentially going to do. Versus where they are now. That's the difference between a prediction and a power ranking, right? The predictions we gave are what we think these teams are going to be by the end of the split. By the end of the split, I think H2K is going to be a playoff team. I'm higher on them than Walter is. But right now, Splice has all of this stability. Everything that they were really good at last split is still in place here. Correct. And H2K is having to rebuild in three of their five major positions. And even if you think Fabiven's going to be great, and I think he's going to have a very good split, and even if you have faith in the bot lane, I'm still waiting to see how they perform on an LCS stage, are they going to be the guys in week one that are able to take out a team that has been as consistent as Splice? I don't think so. I think those should be our two smart money bets, Walter. Usually, we went for three last split, but that was with 10 games. So, in the six game week, I feel like two is reasonable. Yeah. I would, I would say, I would say, I would definitely go those two. Um, none we, of the we other ones. You can look like- at Giants plus 230 over Misfits. I'm just not as sold on. I misfits. need to see Giants.
0: I need to see Giants play first. I don't have any faith that QQ and Memento have been doing much scrimming with the Giants roster because they've been playing in the uh, Challenger Series qualifiers.
1: That's incredibly so. fair, I, and I you, think you, that, that you know that's that's a very good point that they're just going to need some. You might play. talk me into G2 Fnatic,
0: but again, I'm just really worried about Jez's playing against Mithy. That and just really scares
1: me. That is scary, and and let's face it. You know, I made all these points about, man, Fnatic wants to make a statement. Fnatic is tired of seeing their eSports teams kind of fall off a little bit. You know who's tired of a whole bunch of vacation memes and conversations about whether or not they're as good as as we thought they were? G2 eSports. They're going to come out and make a statement too. I think this is going to be a really strong week from them. So I guess that makes our smart money bets. Unicorns of Love minus 125 over Vitality and Splice minus 125 over H2K. That's what we're giving the
0: people at home. I'm going to give my stamp of approval on both of those because I agree. I think those are very, very straightforward bets um, where they just didn't respect the favorites enough. And I'm going to take advantage of that as a gambler. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Because we're going to do an NA version of this. If you enjoyed this, we do an NA version of this as well. And we'll be switching roles. I'll be the one talking the majority of the time and (laughs) making my guesses first. And Chase will be pissing me off because I'm way off and I didn't go (laughs) high enough on some stupid bet or something. Uh, And if you want to, you know, follow us, I think I'm going to, you know, be a little bit more vocal about my bets this year. You can follow me at at C80s underscore LOL. I can't even say my own name can't say my own name. That 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 G2 line is like burning me out. I can't believe we already have a minus 1500 plus line. Yeah. Payment.
1: I just, you know, n- no chill. And you can find me also giving no chill to teams like uh, like Rocket, unfortunately, against G2. Uh, at Red Shirt King. I would love some feedback. Uh, obviously, we made a, a, a few changes to the format from last year. I would love to hear uh, what people who liked the old format last year think of the couple changes that we made. I would also love to hear what new fans of the pod uh, really, uh, you know, what you guys think, if there are some... Quick little adjustments, you know, we're still pl- tick, uh, playing around with uh, the yeah. new format a bit. So, please, we love the feedback. We love talking to you guys on, on social media, in the comment sections. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow with our North American Guest Line Week 1 show.
0: And until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, c here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash pod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod, Facebook.com backslash Rough Drafts Pod, SoundCloud.com backslash Esports Rough Drafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.